Welcome to the Social Impactors Podcast. This podcast is all about impact. We work to highlight impactful individuals making positive social change in their communities. From coaches, authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, we tap into the minds of some of the most impactful people around the world to find out how they have built a life of creating impact. Now listen in and be ready to go on a journey of enlightenment, motivation, and awe. Social Impact Everywhere. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Impactors podcast, a podcast where we highlight people making positive social impact in their communities. And today we have the wonderful Dr. Jen Faber, and she's an incredible individual on LinkedIn. And she you know, uh, what is, what's your, you're the work-life freedom expert, but stress buster. That's the one I really, really love. So uh, uh, Jen, I'd love for you just to introduce yourself, you know, as a social impactor, but what you do, who you are, and if we can delve into that 18 months living in a suitcase, because I think that's like an incredible, uh, you know, journey that you sent yourself on. So yeah, yeah, take it away. Sure, sure. Awesome. Well, two-part question. I'm ready to dive in. First, thanks so much for having me. I love the theme of the podcast. So happy to be in your company. And I, I like to coin myself as an unconventional life coach because for me, I really love to work with people in life who feel like they're stuck in this hamster wheel. They feel like they're stuck in the same routines or stuck on this path or they're too attached to their past or just putting things off into the future because we all tell ourselves that there's time. And I'll just put things off until there's time or I'm too afraid, but I'll, I'll wait till later or I feel too too old. Old, I've missed my time or I'm too young or too broke or too rich, right? We can bombard ourselves with all this head trash of putting off the life that we want, but really who we want to be on hold. Hmm. So everything that I do, I base on my life freedom method. And the way I love to serve people as a social impactor is helping people elevate freedom in their life in four core areas. It's freeing their mind, it's freeing their body, freeing their soul, and freeing their purpose. And that's been a culmination of all my own experiences as, as a person, as, as a provider, as a coach, everything of who I am literally in this moment has helped me cultivate these as really four core pillars. That's the epicenter of everything I do, coaching, interviews, anything. Um, and I find that for a lot of people, it's very easy for us to stay attached to this life that we think we're supposed to live. And I was on that path for a long time. I got my doctorate in chiropractic. I busted my tail for eight years of school and way too much student debt that I'm still working on. And I, I was in practice for years, but I had a lot of uh, identity crises going through that. As much as I love taking care of my patients, it was a big part of my identity and being Dr. Jen and taking care of patients. There were a lot of confines in the industry and a lot of pressures and stresses in the industry. And then there was also this side of me, this free-spirited side that's saying, are you really living the way that you want to? Are you really traveling the way that you want to? Are you existing the way that you want to? And I was living in a city at the time on the East Coast. I was in DC, fine enough of a city, but my life and my heart was in the mountains or on a plane. And I am such an explorer archetype, but I was so attached to all the decisions that I made that I just kept saying no to those things. And I think a lot of us can do that. I think we can be attached by a degree or a job title or a location or a house and not taking a moment and just stepping back and looking at 
is this the path that I still want to be on? So I found myself on that path that I, I wasn't on the path I wanted to be on anymore, even though I had a successful practice. It was lucrative and it was booked and I, I had a lot of great things going for me. And I decided to strip all of it away. It was sort of my midlife, if you will, kind of. Although I don't think I'm at midlife yet. <laughs> but I, I ended up selling my practice. I sold it to a doctor in the area. And I sold all of my possessions, literally everything that I owned, except for a few core childhood things I stuffed into a storage closet. And then I lived and traveled out of my suitcase for 18 months. And I, I found the explorer. And I found the girl who could go from Airbnb to Airbnb all around the country and living these little mini chapters of life. And in these mini chapters of life, I could experience the mountains for four weeks and then the oceans for six, and then one community for another couple of weeks. And what I really discovered, Avery, and I'll, I'll say this and we can turn to the next question is, I learned how important impermanence is as a way to live your life in that journey. It wasn't just about going to different locations, but I found myself in six weeks living so much more because my time was short because I was moving to the next place. And then I get to the next place and I'd be like, oh, all these things that I want to do. So I was creating these mini chapters of just kind of fast tracking what I wanted in life. And then I realized that we have the power to do that no matter what our lifestyle or where we're living or how many places we're living or whether we live out of our suitcase or in a big mansion. Mm -hmm. So I think impermanence is really at the core of, of everything. And, and, um, Hope that wasn't too long of an answer, but that's no, a good. Oh, no, that was great! Yeah, no, I, I love that. Right. I was like, I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, let's, the next question really builds on that, then. But it's it's looking at uh, your community and with your coaching, but what you did before, you know, chiropractic too. How are you making a positive social impact in your community or communities, if multiple? Sure. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it, right? Because community can be defined so differently now, can't it, Avery? Like, it's not just physical, it's, it's online. So when I was in practice, I had my physical community in DC, but now it's such a, it's such a different community. It's, it's online and it's growing. And I think the different iterations I've been through in my own career and being an entrepreneur has always been about helping people kind of shatter their own limits and, and beliefs on what they think is possible. Mm -hmm. So when I was a chiropractor, it was very much from a health-related standpoint, people felt like they had to deal with chronic pain or they had to take these medications or because they had the surgery, they couldn't move their bodies in the same way or they didn't, they lost their power. And I think a lot of people, we lose our power. We don't lose our, we lose our ability to think that we can, we can do more and achieve more and it doesn't matter our circumstances or our age or financial status. There's always room to grow and room to elevate. So when I was in practice, a lot of that based around helping people from both a physical and a mental space of how can you elevate your quality of life? And that at the time was more in me as a, as a practitioner. So giving tips on, on clean eating and moving your body. And, and that, that comes into how I coach now because those are important facets to live a better life. But now for me, the, the impact I make on my community is I, I like to challenge people on the paths that they're on. And I like to challenge people in the conventional ways that they're taught to think, whether that's by society or their upbringing. And, and that's what I like to challenge at a social level. I, I do think we're taught a path or and we're taught right and wrong, right? We're not, we're not taught to be free thinkers. In fact, from a very early age, we're boxed in, right? Raise your hand, yes, no, rights, rights and wrongs. All that stuff is important for social norms to an extent, but I think it can limit us. So I feel like the impact that, that I like to make 
is really helping people tear down the boxes that they built for themselves. And that could be the box that they built, what boxes are they living in in terms of what they think they're capable of, the self-limiting beliefs they impose on themselves, the physical limits they impose on themselves, what's the impact they think they can make. And I think that's important, right? I think as social impactors, part of our awesome responsibility and opportunity is to show people you can make more of an impact. You don't have to just go to a job or try to figure out how to run your business or try to focus on like, how do I make this money? If you actually focus on the impact you want to make, and if people don't know what that is, I'd like to help them find that, find their voice and find that authenticity, mm. then I think we're doing our job, right? Mm. Collectively. So that's that's how I see it and that's how I like to define it. But it is so interesting that there are so many people in the world that, and, and even people my age that I've met are people that are older and they have these abilities that they, they've, they've really limited down because they haven't been told that they're strengths, right? And these abilities are, there was one gentleman and he was the best public speaker I've seen in my life. And he was 16 years old. And, and I told him, I said, you know, you should be a keynote speaker. And he's like, I can't make money off that. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, of course you can. But not even the money aspect. I flipped it and said, like, does it make you happy? And he's like, I love it. And I was like, then just do it, right? Or, or align it with a job that would make you happy, right? Because you still can work a nine to five job, but if it's public speaking at a core of who you are, that would make you happy. But it's limiting beliefs, then, you know, the strength-based leadership is something that's a new concept, but isn't taught very often. And I love what you're doing because you're flipping the script on these traditional norms that, that limit people. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, I love that that example too. And it's amazing that could happen at such a young age, right? Mm -hmm. That people kind of like limit themselves from early on. And I think that happens as early as people having to decide like what degree do they want to get? What's their major? Like these are big decisions to make when still when you're in your 30s, 40s, 80s, we're still figuring it out, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to embrace the fact that, that it's life's kind of like an amoeba, right? Like it's sort of like always moving and shape shifting and, and the path doesn't have to be linear. Mm. And I think we're taught linear all the time and we need to figure out like how to find those bends and how to find those curves. So I love that you shared that too, because I think people have such an opportunity to reinvent what they do at any moment that we forget that. But I think it can come down to reinventing one or two things or both in combination. One, it's flipping your perspective on what you're doing or it's flipping your circumstances. So the nine to fiver yeah. could hate their job to a T and they hate the commute and the coworkers suck and their boss is awful, right? But if they actually flip their perspective just on the job and don't even change that, we're not even talking about strength, successes, happiness, any of that stuff. And they just think about, you know, I have this car that I can drive to work in, right? I am making money. So tomorrow morning when I'm feeding my kids and have breakfast on the table, I'm a part of that, right? What if I actually change my own energy and just was happy that I can do the work that I'm doing? watch and see what happens when you shift your perspective. And I think that's part of a social impact too, is if you can flip your perspective as an individual, watch the domino effect that happens, right? Right. And what you're actually capable of. But I think the second part of that too, Avery, is the fact that I think we're so too focused on success and status more than anything now. And we forget the soul and we forget the happiness. And I got to give a shout out to Daniel Laporte because her book, The Desire Map has helped me reconnect with my soul. I, I spent a lot of my life as this type A perfectionist, you know, got to get it all done and got to get it all right. I'm going to crush it today, you know, and it was just these to-do lists. Sure. I was, I was successful, but I don't know if I was really happy. 
So I think I think we have to ask ourselves that that question that can sound cliche, but it's the most fundamental question. Am I happy doing what I'm doing? Hmm. Because that is going to not only supersede how important success is, but it's going to actually create more success as a result because you're more grounded in who you are. I could have been successful being a doctor in practice for the next five decades of my life, but I'm much happier being the girl that's talking about what it means to sell everything and change my life and and let go of my barriers and still be the girl that teaches you how to have a green smoothie and what it was like doing hot yoga or any of those things. So I do think that we just need to keep asking ourselves, who am I? And identify with that because if we can understand who we are authentically, that domino effect socially, I think is just massive. And this is, that's a really good uh, lead into the next question then, because we, we talk about the individual level a lot, right? What that, that's it, what that happiness is uh, for an individual. But when you look at, we, you know, have a, an economic system and we have businesses in place, but do you believe then social impact is an important part of what we do in business? Yeah, I actually believe it's the foundation of what we do in business. I think if we can actually, I see social impact as serving, right? At the end, no matter what what business we're in, what what industry, whether we're, we could be a nine to fiver, a C-level exec, an entrepreneur, at the end of any business are the people, right? At the end of any business are the very people that we're serving. And whether that's serving through our, our knowledge or our products or our service, if we don't keep our people at the forefront, then the business is only gonna go so far. So yes, there is a business agenda to serving people, but in the end, if we actually focus on how are we going to serve them, the marketing funnels will come into place, the sales will happen. So I actually think not only is it a part of it, I believe it's the foundation of it. <laughs> so if we can stay connected to what is the impact that we want to make and allow that to be the foundation of every decision that we make, of every course correction that we make, of every sale that we put out there or every post, that's where the pos- that's where the positive impact happens. And I think that's where you in turn, by putting so much good and value out into the world, so much is going to come back to you as mm-hmm. a result, which is why I love your theme. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And there was, I've talked about this in a past episode, but one of the coolest things I've seen recently where it was social impact in business was, uh, I I believe it was Switzerland, I could be wrong, uh, but there was a company that tried the four day work week. And in that four day work week, you know, they gave, they gave four days of work, but paid for five full days, right? And they gave the same amount of vacation days, but these people were working less, but getting paid the same. And they were trying to see if there's a correlation to, you know, any increase in profit or a loss in profit with less work. And what they found was on every line, the triple bottom line, everything increased. People were happier. Their profits were, were happier, right? Everything increased. And it's because people had more time to be people. And then their work was more efficient and they performed better because of it. And that is social impact in a sense. And it's proven. It's a proven model now. Like it's yeah. Oh, I love that. I got to look that up because I love that there's also, when you see that happening in other countries, you start to see like that global, that global stretch of how things have to shift because the corporate world's changing big time. Like that structure has to change as people get more remote and more geographically dispersed. But I think importantly as individuals, right? I think when it comes, what I've learned in my own journey, and it's part of what I think my own mission and social impact is, I've discovered that Personally, the more I focus on on self-care, the more I focus on ease. That's what I really want to focus on. The more we can put ourselves in this place of ease, of actually feeling like our work feels easy, 
giving ourselves the opportunity to say, I can get this done in less time, which is, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause one of the biggest things I love to teach is like, why do the eight hours a day go to six? Like when I started my, my, when I started my business, I was still working nine to five, 40 hours a week in my home office. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I, this down. I, I made this decision to have my own freedom, but that goes back to those boxes, right? The little confines where you have to work five days because that's a responsible person. Right. And, um, we don't trust ourselves enough, you know, just as people, whether we're adults or kids, like we don't trust ourselves enough, but I have found that the more, the more ease we feel in our life. And that can be, for me, it's taking Fridays to go on a hike or or working for a couple hours. And if I just want to be done for the day, I'll just be done for the day. Mm-hmm. I, I actually find that I get, I get better responses to my posts. I get more people emailing me with questions or wanting my help. I show it better on calls or any opportunities. So I, I love that. And I think that's where if people can, can give themselves permission that life can be easy that that actually that again is what I think creates a really cool domino effect and what's cool about it too is if it can happen at a corporate level if someone's working at a company that's doing that awesome but I think it's important to remember we all have that individual choice too um, to do that and then once we do that what happens right we're models for other people we're models for our friends unless that is a social impact our friends our family our coworkers people who are listening to interviews, any, it, it can transcend a lot of different platforms. So yeah, it's a, I think it's a cool way to, to look at it. And it's cool to see those examples happening mm-hmm. in a lot of different arenas too. I mean, they're happening all throughout the world. And, and what I've noticed though, is there are, there are those companies and those places in the world that try these things. They're, they're risk takers in those sense. And there's a, there's a huge return on that, but Uh, It leads really well into the last question and it's for, you know, anyone watching this that might feel, maybe they feel stuck or maybe they feel, you know, the question that you asked, who am I? They're like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I've made this, this, the box that I'm in. I did it when I was younger too, but what's your advice for them to begin making that positive social impact in their communities? Yeah, I think when looking at it from a community scale, I would first ask themselves, what do they feel like they're missing out on in life when it comes to impact? I I don't think we think about it much on that scale as much as we should. I think we think about our own individual paths and what we should be doing, but maybe thinking about what are the things in my community that I want to be more of an active participant in? Mm -hmm. I think life can feel really compartmentalized, you know? I think it can feel like we go work, we go to work and then we come home and we go to work and we come home and then on the weekends we chill and watch TV. Mm-hmm. But to create really a holistic life and I think a very purposeful life and stepping outside of those hats, it's looking at how do I want to be more involved in my community? How do I want to be more of an active participant? And that can, that can really be a reflection of what are the things in your life that you care about? Maybe you care about raising healthy kids in your home where else are there things in your community where you can share what you're learning and learn from others where there are other healthy parents collaborating together or there's maybe chefs in the area or cooking classes in the area for me personally one of the things i i love to do as an individual is i love to hike i probably post about it a lot <laughs> i did i but in turn i also am active in um land conservation and trail cleanups and preventing overdevelopment happening in my community, which is very much on the risk of that happening, and being active in those spaces. So the advice I would give for people that feel stuck, it's probably because life feels very limited now, and there are multiple 
parts of you that you can live into more. So think about what are the things in your life that you would genuinely enjoy doing more of. And if you don't know, go explore and then ask yourself, where can I find those outlets to give back to my community or purely participating in my community? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even mean you have to like provide some deliverable of knowledge, like just participate mm -hmm. and get curious. Because I think when you get curious, there's more of your community that's gonna open up to you and you're gonna realize how much there is for you to be an active part of. It's funny too, because one of the things that I flipped, uh, I would say about two years ago is, is I, I just decided to show up, right? And there were some events where I didn't even understand it and it was just social meetups and you know, I had no idea, but I just said, I'll go. Right? And I would show up even if it was for 30 minutes or for the full time and just, it just there. And what I noticed was the more and more that I was there at those events, I just showed up, the more people remembered, right? So I would then see that person at another event. They say, oh, hi, Avery. And then eventually those things turn into friendships or business relationships or something. But simply just showing up was the first step. And that, that changed my perspective, my whole world, because now I go to things and I have that idea of it, but I, I now am much more, uh, uh, informed but but much more intentional about how i uh, interact with people right so i'm trying to intentionally help people but simply just by starting was what was what changed it for me yeah and i love that you say i love that you said the word intentional too because i think sometimes we we talk ourselves out of stuff so easily it's so easy to be like oh i'm a little too tired i'm not going to go to that event or like mm -hmm. you know for me i can be really socially inhibited which is funny because people who talk to me are like really i'm like yes Really, I'm very socially intuitive. Yeah, yeah. Right, but but I have found like the more I, I, I push myself out of that boundary, like there's this there's this hot yoga studio five minutes down the street from where I'm doing this interview right now. I've been going for a couple of weeks, and just like you said, friendships start to form. I feel more confident in myself. Now I feel more confident in how I'm showing up, whether it's on camera or doing a post or doing any of these things. And and you can see like what starts to happen just by you getting away from inhibition and switching to intention, right? Like that's kind of a cool switch, right? Like what are the things that you're doing to hold yourself back? Maybe it shouldn't be, why shouldn't I do this, but how could I do this? Or what would this bring if I did this, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like flipping that internal script, it makes your world so much bigger. It's awesome. It's 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 crazy, it's just those little things, but um, and my mind's blown. I mean, everything that you're doing is exactly what, you know, I went through uh, two years ago and, and on the other side, it's nice to see that, yeah, when you're much more intentional and, and much more positive and you realize that life is a gift, right? It, yeah. it, everything comes a lot easier. It does. Yes, it does. And I think embracing the fact that, like, I, I always like to say, like, this doesn't even have to mean in, like, the monstrous changes, right? Like, to make an impact, if we're looking at this, like, kind of, like, bottom up, like, yourself to community, you don't have to sell everything you own. You don't have to change locations. You don't have to leave your job. It can come down to those tiny little changes and shifts mm -hmm. that allow you to be more present, that allow you to just be at a bit of a higher level of energy. Mm -hmm. Because when you step out that door then, that one little shift is gonna all of a sudden turn to a little shift for someone else yeah. that you interact with. So I think that's the biggest thing that's really, really important. And it helps you remember like, the difference of how I should show up versus how I want to show up. Mm. I think that's where the impact really happens. I like that, I like that. How you want to show up. Yeah, like. not how I should. Get rid of those shoulds. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from you, but I, you also have given me a lot of takeaway because I, I realized the past couple of weeks I've fallen back into a little bit of that mindset of 
of you know inhibition and it's easy to fall back in but it's nice to have those little times where you know it's a little bit of a planting a seed and you have to think about it so yeah. uh, that was a lot for me too but uh, i just want to thank you, you know everyone watching for being on the podcast well thank you so much for having me i really loved our time together and just giving me the opportunity to share you know what i've learned and my own journey along the way thank you for that